0: Kita na ilaw, no fairness. Hindi saamanya eh. nai. Ito. Ito na works <laughs> saos. <Awesome. laughs> May naeram lang. Okay, ready. Kat, welcome to Adulting Hi. with Joy Spring. Thank you for making time. Yay! I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you, my future sister-in-law. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> We just have to put that connection out there because yes. people are gonna ask me for sure if you and Wancha are related. And for some reason, they don't usually put two and two together, right? No,
1: no, they don't. This it, is the same thing. When actually, someone in the office was asking me about it, and I, I think I told you this also the other day. Mm-hmm. They were asking me if they can connect me, uh, connect them to you. Mm-hmm. And then I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll tell my brother. And then they're like, why? Why do, Why will we tell your brother? Because uh, he's the groom. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, And nobody knows, apparently. Uh, but Kat, welcome to the show. Thanks for making it. I'm really so excited to have you here because when um, we I reposted that, Instagram story of yours where you talked about Adulting with Joy Spring, a lot of people messaged me and they're like, please get Kat on the show. We want to hear her that's thoughts awesome. on a lot of things and that's because you've been doing what you're doing successfully for the past few years and a lot of people also know you because of your digital work. So first, for those who aren't familiar with you yet, why don't you introduce yourself? Oh, oh my goodness. It's, Parang it's, test. it's,
1: it's <laughs> um, Okay. Uh, well, I currently am the marketing uh, manager, uh, sorry, a brand engagement manager for mm-hmm. one of the top, well, the top fast food yes. chain in the Philippines, Jalabi. Most of what I do is PR and digital work for products. So we mm-hmm. do launches and everything. Well, a uh, big thing that has actually spiked my career was um, launching my pr- baby project, which has now grown into something super big called Kwentong Jollibee. Mm-hmm. And... From there, I started doing talks in schools, universities. On the side, what's not so much more on the side, it actually takes a big amount of my time, is my advocacy work for Cora Philippines. Mm -hmm. It's a non-government organization that does uh, a lot of ocean cleanups, a lot of environmental work, and we also tackle um, other global issues like human welfare Mm -hmm. and hunger and inequality. Mm-hmm. And then on the side side, cat yeah. has three lives. By the way, <laughs> nine. <laughs> nine, nine lives specifically. specifically. Yeah, specifically. So, uh, I also lead this startup company called Net Philippines, mm-hmm. which is focused on getting mental health
0: services in the workplace amazing. And the reason why I love that you're here on the podcast is because you are the epitome of somebody who balances everything so well. So, I see you do your work as a PR and marketing girl and digital maven all at the same time, and then you still get to do your scuba diving trips and then your advocacy work and then your family yes. and your friends. And it's a it's a I think it's a feat to balance everything, right? So, what is the secret to balancing all that? into one Catrivino life? Oh my goodness. Time, a lot of time management.
1: <laughs> it's a lot of time management. Just making sure you dedicate certain hours of the day scheduling, mm-hmm. making sure you make time for ma- what matters. Mm-hmm. And when you put your focus on one thing, it's just that one specific thing. So you're able to do it very well. Mm-hmm. So during the day, of course, my day job, I work a nine to five, mm-hmm. and then when I get home, take a quick rest. I start get started on all the things I need to do for the startup or for the NGO. Mm-hmm. Weekends, I dedicate the mornings for ocean cleanups.
0: So you do this every weekend. I can't. Sometimes every you weekend. go home at five in the morning for work, and then the next day you're up again, right? Same hour.
1: <laughs> what can I say? Like it fuels me mm-hmm. as much as you would. It would be nice for you to join one day with I'd love one to. of these cleanups. We wake up, we get there at five AM and it's not the best smell in the world mm-hmm. but seeing all the volunteers come together, we have over a hundred volunteers come every time and seeing them so dedicated to helping the environment, cleaning the ocean, it fuels me also mm-hmm. and it reminds me of why I do this. I do yeah. this more than for the environment. It's really for the people because yeah. the the in this whole advocacy work at the end of the day, it's for the future of us and our children. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then for the other things, like for example, I dedicate um a lot of time also in recreation, which is this scuba diving, mm-hmm. traveling. So managing my leaves <laughs> is very important. <laughs> to make that trip to Mexico. Exactly. <laughs> Manage my leaves and the budget. Yes. And then it's hard but I also make sure and I also remind myself that there's also there also needs to be time for rest mm-hmm. and for me to be able to do all these things, there yeah. has to be an adequate amount of rest.
0: And you know why I wanted to touch on that? The whole, I wanted to start with balance because I feel like the constant problem that we have is to get one part of our life and let it define the entirety of it. You know, like somebody, I would personally be you know, inclined to go, I'm a host and that's all I do, right? But when you want to talk about success and people who are holistically happy and joyful and living balance, uh, and living good lives, they're usually people who are living balanced life, right? right? So, it's important to actually allot time for your work, for your advocacies, and also for your other things, for right. taking care of yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and all of your other hobbies, right? right. And habits. I, I
1: agree. And, Actually, the, this whole thing, this whole multi-lifestyle that I have. Multi-hyphenate, multi-hyphenate that you are. <laughs> multi-slash lifestyle that mm-hmm. I have. It's, it actually didn't start when I was, as soon as I got off college. Mm-hmm. It's something that I only realized late, later in the game when I was working. I was already about three, four years working. Because I've already been working for almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost 10 years. That's so, right. On my third, fourth year, I re- uh, I realized that when I wouldn't have such a great day at work, I would feel extra bad about it because that's the only thing that I felt defined me. Mm. I felt like my life was about work, and if it didn't go well, there was nothing else that was making me feel better. Mm-hmm. And I thought for the longest time that... Um, I could patch it up with other things like look for love life look mm-hmm. for someone to support me someone else to make me happy when I realized that you know I can make me myself happy mm-hmm. I can do all these things I can prove my, my worth and give myself enough self love so yeah. I went out to look for purpose mm-hmm. and from that search for purpose from the traveling that I did the solo traveling I realized okay my love is in the environment and then so I went out to look for like-minded people,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then from there it just grew to all these things.
0: And then now you're doing eight hundred things <laughs> all at once, <laughs> trying to just balance juggling, everything. Yes, yes. And it's
1: Very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. It's very fulfilling. I like. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Because when something bad would happen, either at work or with the advocacy, you know, you can't. It can't be a hundred percent all the time. Mm-hmm. I always remind myself like that. It, it one thing does not define my worth. I am all these things, and I remind myself that there, there's so much more
0: to be proud of yeah and I like what you said there you can't let one aspect of your life define everything that you are you are a multifaceted human being capable of a lot of things and so you shouldn't just stay into that one box that you're doing it could be a part of you but it shouldn't technically define everything okay. about you. Um, but let's backtrack a little bit. Uh, the constant question that I would get here on the podcast is from a lot of college students or young professionals is how do they figure out what to do after college? And you mentioned that you've been working for almost 10 years now and it's not because you're older, much older than me. It's We're almost the same age. But it's because you finished college pretty early, right? Yeah, I finished at 18. Eighteen because she's very smart, so she skipped a lot when of was, grades. When I was a kid. <laughs> Child star lang, and then after that, parang...
1: <laughs> okay
0: pa rin naman. okay pa rin naman. Okay, so 18, you finished college. Did you know what you wanted to do after college? Right after college? Actually, no.
1: Um I graduated from LaSalle, Communication Arts, and actually that wasn't my first choice. Mm-hmm. I got into college at, uh, I was entering college at 15 That's and at crazy. that time my mom was like nope you're not going to Manila <laughs> there's no way I'm bringing you to Manila all by yourself mm-hmm. so the school that I went to was in La Salle, it was called La Sala it was five minutes away from um, home mm-hmm. and I'd walk to, work, to school every day and my mom said, you know, take an easy course. And I say that with um, air quotes. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, you know, um, this one, this communication arts doesn't have math. I'm going I'm to take this. Mm-hmm. So I took it. And from there, it, I like the course because it was a little, it's broad enough for me to enjoy everything. I did a little of um, th- communication theory. I mm-hmm. did a little of production, yeah. film, and also radio. Mm-hmm. And then also, I did a lot of writing. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I was also, I also enjoyed those things. And mm-hmm. I was also kind of good in them. Mm-hmm. So, and college was also the year for me that I wanted to just shell, like, bust out of my shell. Because mm-hmm. in high school, I was really just quiet and just always at the back of the room. Mm-hmm. I was always just, you, you'd always, almost always remember, forget that I'm there. Mm-hmm that's how quiet I was and so I realized that you know I'm for me I needed to break out of that shell I needed to do more and be more Mm -hmm. and so I ended up enjoying um, my my stay in college I ended up enjoying a lot of the production side of things communication side of things and while I was there, I also did not like the feeling of also asking my parents for allowance. Mm-hmm. So I also did a lot of side work. So wow.
0: What, was, what were the side works that you were doing? So while I was there, I
1: was learning how to self-taught and how to code, how to do graphic mm-hmm. design. And so when I was getting the hang of it, I'd get some friends or some friends of friends to do racket with me. Mm-hmm. And then we'd earn money off of making websites or coding and all wow. these things. And then... I loved the idea that I was making my own money at such a young age, mm-hmm. and I felt like I wanna keep doing that. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. So I told my parents, I I think I wanna keep doing. It. I I wanna get started with working, mm-hmm. and then I wanted to be more independent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you you know me, you know the fine family dynamics. I would always just like, yeah, I'm gonna do this by myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. I like what I like that you said that because I think most people are afraid to do things because they think or they feel like it's not gonna support what they want to be the future self that they have an idea of, right? So if I want to be a PR or a marketing or a digital maven girl, this coding and other things will not help me. That's the thought bubble, right? Mm -hmm. But when you look at every opportunity as an opportunity for you to grow or bring a new part of who you are, a new characteristic, you tend to try all these other different things that eventually lead you to who you're supposed to be. Is that kind of the process that you want True.
1: right it's actually th- the thing that was going on in my head long was that I, i'm enjoying these things and i'm making mm-hmm. money off of it it's yeah. not there was no end goal for me other than to love what I, at the end my end goal was just i want to be in a career or in a job that i love okay. i want to at that time it's like it i wanted it to be more of feel like play more mm-hmm. than work because then i'd if work feels like you're gonna have to drag yourself in the morning i don't want to do that that's the only thing that i envisioned for myself Mm -hmm. at the time yeah and then i said i'm gonna figure out i'm gonna find myself along the way i'm gonna go try all these things and even until now i'm just dabbling into new things and that made what's that's actually what made me different Mm -hmm. when i got into prior to joining Jollibee, i was with globe and what made me stand out from everybody else there was because I did all of these things and I could do all of these things. Mm -hmm. I knew how to talk to developers. I knew how to talk to, I knew how to be the bridge between the developers or the engineers and also the comms people. Mm -hmm. I knew their language. I also knew basics of design. And so it all sort of pieced together mm-hmm. and I got to apply everything and yeah. you don't realize na everything really has a reason. This there's a reason why you got into that. There's mm-hmm. a reason why you learned or you went into these things. Yeah. They all kind of piece together when you're already at that that moment na parang okay, um I'm gonna get into this new job. And then mm-hmm. they tell you, no, we actually really like that you're like pretty all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what they're looking for. And then you re- from there you realize like oh my goodness, there's a reason for everything.
0: That's right. And you don't have to really figure it out from the get-go. Uh-uh. I think you need y- constant pressure, right? That when you get out of college, you have to know what you're gonna do, who you're gonna become, what's the next step. And sometimes you just have to accept that there is no solid, concrete next step. It's just baby steps into becoming the person that you love and creating a life that you personally enjoy and love.
1: Agree. Mm-hmm. Agree. There's no problem with like having a goal like Mm. knowing what you want and some people
0: have that but off college they know exactly I'm gonna be you know I'm gonna be a specialist I'm gonna be a broadcaster I'm gonna do particularly this one thing and then they go on and do that they take the steps and they do that but then there are also some people like both you and I that didn't have a solid path to follow I I agree and it's it's and it's so enjoyable to find
1: things along the way to mm. find things that you love and find things that you also don't love mm. parang love life lang right i do mo na wala na siya na yun like, the enjoyable part is knowing more about yourself
0: mm-hmm. and rediscovering every step of the way. Okay, so Kat, a lot of people are always panicking. They panic because they don't know what they want to do after college. They panic because they're no longer happy in their current career and their current job. They want to switch. What would be your advice for them? Oh my goodness,
1: just ground yourself <laughs> first and <laughs> foremost. <laughs> I, I that's I panic. That's a great advice. I I panic a lot. Mm-hmm. I panic a lot. Like with all these things that are happening, I I also. Sometimes the next step is also pretty hard for me, and I was telling you that earlier. Um, but for me, it's really just going back to what you really want to do, mm-hmm. what will truly make your hap- you happy, and circling back to um, purpose, mm-hmm. just knowing what your purpose is. It's Because more than, of course, money is a big deal, and all these there's all these other factors that make the decision very hard yeah but at the end of the day if you're not happy or if it's not aligned with your purpose in life then you will
0: never truly be fulfilled Mm -hmm. yeah that's great advice um but but also i think what i like is you always go back to your purpose Right. Um, When you know your why, it's easy to know the what and the how and the when and the where as long as you keep going back to your why. Uh, But with your work in digital and PR and marketing and all these big companies that you've worked with and worked for, how did you thrive in those environments? You're very young. You're a woman and we both know that there are certain things that go differently for women. In our generation and women as young as we are how do you thrive in that kind of environment
1: oh my goodness it was a learning process it's very, it very it's very hard yeah because eh? uh, the people that I was working that I was working with and I'm working with are not my age mm-hmm. they're all a lot older yeah it's a lot a little different now also well, it's still as challenging now that I have people who are also reporting under me that mm-hmm. are not so far from my age so yeah. that's also another challenge. Mm-hmm. And also, of course, one of the factors also is that I am also a girl. Mm -hmm. In the Philippines, it is a fact that we're actually one of the most equal in terms of the gender equality Mm -hmm. in the workplace. But it still does not discount the fact that there is still some nuances of, like, Oh, because he's a guy, he can do this better. He can speak yeah. better.
0: He can lead better. Achakapara feeling ko ang daming allergic sa strong, opinionated, highly successful women in the workplace of Philippines. I mean, not to discount the amazing men and women who, you know, will look after you and will mentor you and will love you and will take care of you no matter your gender. But then there are also a lot of instances where just because you are highly opinionated, you are smart, and you're young and a woman, it's, it makes everyone uncomfortable, right? Have right. you expe-
1: experienced that? Right. This is actually more of... Um, I feel this when I hang out with people that are my age or when I'm dating. Mm-hmm. And it's when I'm dating people my age, they're automatically taken aback mm-hmm. by this kind of person or the things that I do. Mm-hmm. Saying that, oh, I'm high maintenance. Oh, i um, is is it possible that you could be a bit bossy or mm. something? It's not the case, mm-hmm. right? Like um I feel like whatever I I have I developed this sort of characteristic or this habit that whenever I get those kinds of comments and and they and I do most of the time I don't care. I like owning up to it. Mm-hmm. I like that when they say that oh she's scary, oh she's mataray. Okay, yeah <laughs> It's a great it's like a filter. Yeah. It's like a filter. Like those who are worthy and, uh, and I say this again with air quotes worthy enough to talk to me or have, actually have something important to say that mm-hmm. they talk to me and I like that it's a different thing when you're working with an NGO you have to be a little more soft a little more mm-hmm. empathic yeah ha- don't look mataray. pero mm-hmm. more often than not talaga, in the workplace I like that it gives off this sense of um, command.
0: Yeah. And talagang no bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and yun, you have to own up to it. I think the constant problem that people face is constantly changing themselves to fit those who don't like them Mm -hmm. and you see this one wonderful person and she has all these facets in her life but then she chooses to change who she is just to cater to other people and then eventually you see her kind of losing who she is and it's constantly said but haters will hate so you have to kind of just stick with who you are be proud of it and work on it but also take into account if there are criticisms along the way you just pick the ones that you think are, are really valid Naman and grow from those points right I, agree. I actually had
1: this um, video before with one of uh, uh, these brand partners and it was talking about also the my career and also my the things that I did and the first thing that I said in that video was that I like proving people wrong mm. and that's exactly what I still have and what I'm still pushing through Um, I like showing people that I can do more than just be a pretty face or Mm -hmm. more than just be a millennial. Mm -hmm. I can always break out. And the video was actually pretty successful. It had more than a million views. And the sad thing about it was the comments were filled with so many men. I want to say boys. (laughs) Men. That... We're saying negative comments like what? Like um, when she said the comment. One of the comments we're saying when she said the first thing, the first thing I, I, I wanted. What I want to do is want to prove people wrong. I already know she's gonna be a headache. What? Or there's Isa na You know you're gonna become an old maid if you keep being like that. Oh my gosh! And then you're so intimidating. It takes someone truly special to change to, uh, to change you. It's like, change me so how do you deal with things or comments like that at first I was like I'm not gonna mind it I'm Mm. not gonna mind it but I realized like after I was trying to I was celebrating my millionth view with with my brand and I said you know I'm not gonna let this pass I don't Mm. want young girls to be seeing my video and reading all these comments and thinking that this is the kind of feedback that they're going to get for being themselves. yeah. And so I started answering to all of those. Mm-hmm. I, well, via another blog. yeah. And I told them that, you know, I'm not answering this just to be, um, be- bitter or I'm mm-hmm. not answering this to be shallow. Yeah. But I really want young girls to see that this is the kind of comments you shouldn't be listening to. Yeah. These things don't matter. And I'm answering these because... I want to stand up for myself. Yeah. And I know that young girls also deserve
0: people to stand up for them. Um, mm. Deserve to be stood up for as yeah, well. That's right. So where do you get that confidence, do you think? Where do you get that confidence to be who you are and to really tell other people that you shouldn't tell me off? Oh my goodness, that's such a hard question. <laughs> Just, well, just to think about it. I mean, for me personally, it comes a lot from my personal faith in God and also my family. And I, I would always hear from strong-headed, probably would be a headache to some people, but that's okay kind of women, is that they have a great circle of friends and family and support group that tell them it's okay to be who you are. What's that for you, Kat?
1: I would say the same thing. Mm -hmm. I would say the exact same thing. I come from a family of... We are five kids. Mm -hmm. And I have two younger sisters. Mm -hmm. And I always... For the most part, I always remind myself that I will not let them take that shit. So I'm gonna... Mm -hmm. I'm gonna show them that I don't either. Yeah. And when they also come to me with problems, I want them to see me as this strong person that they can always run to. Mm -hmm. And... Same with you also in the future yes. so i a lot of it comes a lot of the strength comes from that. Mm-hmm. My mom is also such a powerful, very confident woman, and I also wouldn 't want to let her down. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know a lot of that a lot of my spunk and a lot of my confidence comes from her mm-hmm. as well, and also surrounding myself with the right friends, yeah. I have amazing friends that are also excellent extremely excellent in their career Mm -hmm. and extremely excellent in what they do and that kind of energy and that kind of confidence just um,
0: I absorb it and I make sure that everybody feels it as well Mm -hmm. that's right you become the five people you most hang out with right that's so true and I think it's It's really important to also see that no person can ever thrive just by being on their own and staying in their shell. You have to learn how to reach out and to find mentors. You know, you you arrived here and you were talking about talking to your mentor and being with your mentor and finding that person that you look up to and can ask advice from. And that doesn't necessarily have to be one person. It can be a group of people. It can also be the authors that you read, right? right? It can also be the people that you work with. And with all of these things that you're doing, Still, you get to do your advocacy work. So let's talk about that, Kat. Yeah. You work with Cora uh, Philippines a lot, and also NIT, right? Yes. So tell us more about that.
1: Okay, Cora Philippines is a nonprofit organization. That's most of where my environmental advocacy is at. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main. Advocacy pillars of Cordillera Philippines is in human welfare, the environment, and volunteerism. Mm-hmm. What's beautiful? It was actually founded by one of my good friends, Antonetos, and mm-hmm. she is a UN ambassador as well, and the DNR ambassador. And she has taught me so much about the whole nonprofit organization world mm-hmm. she started off not as a professional not as an advocacy uh, ad, as an advocate and mm-hmm. she was telling me about her journey and it started with her mental health
2: mm-hmm.
1: wanting to do more and see the bigger picture and it yeah. was the same thing with me mm-hmm. I sorry I went to find my purpose and mm-hmm. I went to look for something bigger than myself mm-hmm just to make sure that I'm grounded yeah. and, I am, and I am centered and I found the environment mm-hmm. as a great um, channel for me. Mm-hmm. I started by doing recreational dives prior mm-hmm. to joining Cora. And it was one cleanup dive and realizing that the beauty of the Philippines underwater, we are considered one of the best Mm -hmm. dive sites in the world. Just filled with so much trash. Mm -hmm. And during my dives, I'd have this habit of bringing a bag, just getting all the trash, cleaning up. And you'd see this bag filled up every time after a dive. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. Why are people not caring for the environment? Why are people not putting importance with this wonderful thing that could possibly make us one of... that is actually making us one of the best things in the... uh, one of the best places in the world. Mm -hmm. And I decided to reach out to Antonette and ask for her help. And I told her, I'm going to do anything. Just, you know, make me volunteer. Make me pick up trash anywhere. Mm -hmm. Make me dive the deepest, dirtiest (laughs) parts of Manila (laughs) Bay. I'm going to go for it. That's crazy. I just want the help. Mm -hmm. And I want to help her with like, whatever, cha- whatever I can do, which s- spread the advocacy, share it with as much people as I can. Mm-hmm. And I started off by helping her do cleanups. Mm. And it started off by every other month, we do cleanup when we can. Yeah. And then I told her that we could do more. I helped her with branding for Cora, with mm-hmm. social media. And then after that, we started doing monthly cleanups now. So every month, and everybody is invited, Mm -hmm. uh, we host cleanups usually in Las Piñas Paranaque Critical Habitat. Mm -hmm. It's at the end of Manila Bay. If you're familiar, earlier in January, earlier this year, there was this really big Manila Bay cleanup. Yes, that's you guys, right? Yes, it was Mm -hmm. us in partnership with the the government, with DNR. And it was amazing. We collected um, over 20... 20 tons of trash that, and there's that's crazy. so many
0: so much trash mm-hmm. and it got so so much attention also exactly. from all media outlets talking about how Manila Bay is now clean again but exactly. as you always say it's just the beginning it's right? just you the, can't dive in Manila Bay no, just no, yet
1: no, not yet as much as we as much as we want to it looks great and mm-hmm. all and the reason why they actually had to coordinate it off because people started swimming there yeah and that's not supposed to be the case because the water is still contaminated, mm-hmm. and there's still so many restaurants and so many establishments still throwing off waste mm-hmm. into water. So we do what we can, we, we cleaned off the, the top part, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's still more under the water that will come back to the shore, mm-hmm. so even if people don't actively throw trash there anymore, there's still some more that will return. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the Las Piñas-Parañaque area that we always clean at. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the, by the, along the coast of Manila Bay also by the end. Mm-hmm. And it gathers trash from two communities, Las Piñas and Parañaque. Yeah. But what's special about this site is it's um, a Ramsar-protected site and it's home to many... Well, not home. It's, it's a place where many migratory birds come to rest and eat. Mm-hmm. And so... A lot of them also die there because when they get there it's all trash Mm -hmm. and so we made it our personal mission to come back there every month Mm -hmm. and just gather as many volunteers brand partners as much as possible and educate them on the proper way of doing cleanups and proper way of segregating and then recycling Mm -hmm. the products that we gather yeah What's different and what's really nice about Quora is that you don't need to be a professional. Mm. A lot of people get so intimidated by a nonprofit organization thinking that I need to have some sort of number of hours of volunteer work for me to join, or I need to be some sort of professional. I Mm. need to speak well. Mm -hmm. It's important that the only thing that you need to bring there is your love and your passion for helping out. Yeah. And you go there and you just lend a helping hand and you learn along the way. Mm-hmm. I did not start off knowing anything about plastics or anything about the problem in in, in the Philippines.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I just went there thinking and knowing that, okay, there is a problem. I don't know how big it is. I you just, just want to help. help. Yeah. And then from there, I started educating myself, reading more books, and mm-hmm. then I got a little more active in it.
0: Yeah. And and you know, you don't really learn if you don't surround yourself with people who know about these That's things. Right. And I like that Cora actually opens up a lot of the volunteers to that. You can just sign up and then you'll see everyone there at the site already and exactly. then from there you can start asking questions, you can help out and if you want to be more active with it, you can continue to do that, right? Because sometimes you try to do environmental work, tapos you say na, okay, this isn't something that I can personally do pala. Mm-hmm. So it leads you to another advocacy work. And that's all right also. But for you, you didn't choose just one. You actually have two advocacy work. And the other one is NIT Philippines, which apart from Cora, I absolutely love your Mm. ideas with NIT Philippines. Tell us more about that.
1: NIT is actually founded by two very young, very talented um, psych graduates. Mm -hmm. And they came up to us with the idea of offering mental health services. For everyone, mm. but when we were talking about it, we were discussing it. Um, we did not want to set us ourselves up as any other regular nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. There are many nonprofit organizations already in the Philippines centering on mental health yeah. We wanted, we understood the stigma, Mm -hmm. and coming from personal experience, we also know that a lot of the stigma comes from the workplace. Yeah. The main, one of the biggest sources of stress, whether it's um, the workload, or managing your boss, or colleagues, Mm -hmm. or figuring out what to do after, or even if it's external factors that affect your work Mm -hmm. in the workplace. That's something that we wanted to address. And if, many or if all um, businesses and organizations can afford basic health services or these health cards why is mental health not also a priority mm-hmm. mental health should be an employee benefit mental yeah. health services should be an employee benefit mm-hmm. you should be able to f- find your office as a safe space yeah. to talk about problems to talk about to talk about how heavy the workload is to even say no mm-hmm. it should be some it, it shouldn't be frowned upon yeah some a lot of people also find it hard to ask for leaves yeah or to ask for um breaks mm-hmm. which is very important to mental health for yeah. rest even if you're not going somewhere out, out of town or out of the country a lot mm-hmm. of people a lot of bosses or a lot of organizations they think na oh you shouldn't be doing that you you should just um. they actually encourage na if you don't use your vacation leaves or if you don't use your sick leaves you have money by the end of the year and so mm. they don't they
0: try their best not to. Oh my gosh, it's horrible. Yeah. But and you think it's helping, but in reality, it's, it's not. It's not. Yeah. So a lot
1: of people think, that, oh, see, I need my money, at least I'll have money by the end of the year, but I will work and slave my ass off.
0: It's it's setting up the wrong, the wrong state of mind, right? That money is more important than you taking care of yourself and resting.
1: Exactly, and rest mm-hmm. is very, very important. Um, another thing is when people talk about mental health they think that oh I have to there's the only reason I'm going to go out and reach out to a psychologist or psychiatrist if there's something really wrong if I'm already on a verge of Mm -hmm. a breakdown or if I'm already physically incapable of doing it of getting anywhere but Mm -hmm. a lot of our physical mental health is physical health yeah there's no way you can perform your best if mentally you are not happy or not healthy I wouldn't even say happy because happiness is also setting it up wrong
0: you don't you're not required to always be happy yeah happiness is fleeting shouldn't be a prerequisite to your living it shouldn't (laughs) yeah if you're gonna feel sad you feel it out Mm, and that's right you have to write out the emotion exactly and the most important
1: thing to have there is someone to talk to someone to share that problem with Mm. whether that's a therapist psychiatrist or whether that's a trusted friend Mm. and so when we started reaching out to these organizations and ask uh, these companies and ask them if they would like to have these kinds of services Mm -hmm. and we've approached very progressive ones that Mm -hmm. are willing to try it out and so we introduced knit philippines it's A mental health service specifically for the workplace we hire psychologists psychiatrists therapists and also we do trainings for the office Mm -hmm. so for example if you're not completely um comfortable with talking to a professional about anything and you're more comfortable with talking to a friend or to your boss Mm -hmm. at least your boss or your colleague is equipped with Plus what to you say. you train them also. Okay, wonderful. So it's part of the package. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, companies pay by retain um, on a monthly basis mm-hmm. and they get a certain amount of sessions with yeah. the therapist. It's on call. Mm-hmm. They're available for booking face-to-face call or via video chat or text chat. Mm-hmm. And... It's just making. It's not even. It's just basics, Pangae. Yeah. We're not even in the medical side of things. We're mm-hmm. not even in prescription. Yeah. Or anything, but it's just getting someone licensed or some a professional there for them to talk to. Because mm. so one of the biggest stigmas is. Even if I want to do it, I can't afford it, and I don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know, um, who to talk to. Yeah. I don't know. It's the doctors are not as readily available as like say. Those in the clinic or mm-hmm. um, the emergency room. There's no emergency room for when you are having a mental or an anxiety or a breakdown. Yeah. So it's important to have those kinds of services readily Mm -hmm. available.
0: Yeah. And I think it's also a great idea for a country like the Philippines that's growing so vastly and quickly economically. And I was was in South Korea recently and I was talking to our tour guide and she was saying that, you know, there are a lot of mental health issues now in South Korea. And she was telling me that she thinks it's because uh, South Korea progressed so quickly and the people aren't able to follow through in their mental and emotional state. That's mm-hmm. why a lot of people are suffering, right? And so starting this kind of organization, this kind of company that really caters particularly to, I guess, the frontliners of a country in the development of it, like the workers and the professionals. It's really equipping them in such a way that will make them stronger internally so that they can be strong externally. I agree. Right? And and that's so important. So hopefully you guys could uh, check that out. Knit Philippines. It's just starting out. It's a great advocacy and great work and I know that you're helping a lot of people out so thank you for that Kat and to everyone that you're partnered with and also with Planet Cora they can of course volunteer right? Very very easy Uh, Before we let you go and let them check out your sinosecat.com and the rest of your social media platforms to know what you're up to and of course your advocacy work I have a question for young professionals like you and successful people like you who feel burnt out what would be your advice for them? It can be something personal that you've that has worked for you, or something that you think you've might have learned from working with Cora and Net Philippines.
1: Mine would always be rest. Mm-hmm. Do not. I am not ashamed of spending the whole day in bed <laughs> and just like I'm just gonna spend this whole day doing nothing mm-hmm. and just watching my favorite Netflix show and eating my favorite food, whether that's junk food or any kind of comfort food. Mm -hmm. Just making sure that I rest. If I have to cry it out, I will cry it out. Mm -hmm. But then I have to get back on my feet. I make sure that after that whole day is done, list down the most important things I need to do to get through the next day. Mm -hmm. And then always, almost always... Turns out, super productive the next mm. day. Yeah, I the burn the rest can does not have to take a day. It can take longer than that. Mm. You can take um, as much rest as you can. Yeah, and sometimes also um, it also helps na. You put yourself away from the environment you're always in. Yeah. Um, volunteering has helped a lot for me in terms mm-hmm. of my mental health. And That's so
0: true. There are a lot of uh, actually studies that affirm that when you volunteer and when you take care of other people, apart instead of focusing in yourself, you feel better. Exactly, mm-hmm. uh, it puts the worries
1: away. And I end up thinking about, okay, I'm, I'm getting back to my roots and getting back to the why of why I do mm-hmm. these things. This is for these people. This is... Um, I remind myself of what's important my yeah. priorities because the reason that we most of the time the reason we feel burnt out is when we do try to do so many things all at once and then you end up not doing anything at all because mm-hmm. you get so burdened with everything that's happening yeah. and so you realign you reconnect through rest or through taking yourself out of the box for a bit mm-hmm. and recognizing the most important things that you need to do
0: that's so good. Recognize the most important thing that you need to do, and at the same time, learn to rest and write down your priorities. Thank you, Kat, for being thank on the you. show. <laughs> Yay! We have 41 minutes down the bag already with Kat Trevino. Of course, thank you very much for joining us here on the show. Uh, we end always the episode with a question from you. So, Do you want to ask a question? Is that okay? For our listeners, it can be something like, uh, what's one thing that you're going to do to help in your mental health, or um, something. Like that. Okay. Yeah, you have a question? Uh, I
1: like I like it when people share about like the best.
0: Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Adulting with Joy Spring and for watching as well on the vlog. If you would like to interact with us, you can do so in the comment section or go to joyspring.com for the show notes. But Kat and I would love to hear from you, so we've got a question.
1: Let's do free therapy. <laughs> what is the best? mental health
0: advice you've received recently what is the best mental health advice you've received recently all right yay